0: Uh this guy is called the Standing Streamer.
1: with regret you're
2: watching putting you over oh. good e- yes uh oh, turn that up in my headphones just a little bit good evening beautiful
3: people yeah Can we- whoa was that me uh no I think there oh yes is it that time is that am I huh look at that let me make sure everything's working. Not yet. I I can hear, Mr. Pritchard. Can you hear me? I can hear
2: you. I'm going to turn you up. You can hear me.
3: I can. not get the cameras on. Yeah, I can hear you. Let me see where my camera is. All right, let me go look for a second.
2: Vanessa, you, you talk to our lovely guest, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, for a second.
3: <laughs> How are you doing this evening, sir? I don't know is why. This Vanessa? Yes,
0: this is Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa, how are you?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you very much.
0: I'm doing great, too. Just trying to hold on. Here. Let me go down here. Oh, here it is. Hold on, I think. Oh, there we, go. Oh, we ha- I there we go. saw you for a second. Yeah, let me try on this way. See, I can see it. And I can't pull my screen down. Oh, wait a minute. Here you go. Now I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I think. How about that? No. Almost. Well, let's oh. see here. Select a camera.
3: <sighs> let's see here. Easy camera? Well, hell, it it won't. Is it share screen? I don't.
2: I don't
0: think. Oh, it's disabled. participants. Yeah,
2: you don't want to share screen. screen.
0: No. Um. Are are you are you seeing anything?
2: No, I keep seeing see, it. is it
0: flashing at all?
2: It was, it's not
3: now.
0: Don't see any video troubleshooting. Let me do this. Make sure your webcam is plugged in or turned on. Check the video selection above to use the correct webcam. Make sure your webcam is not being used on another application. Connect your webcam differently. And restart your computer. Hmm. Let me try and restart the uh the uh gimmick here. <laughs> the
2: gimmick. He's putting in an effort. You gotta give him that. For sure. Yeah,
3: right. Here's my thing. He showed up, so (laughs) it's a win.
0: I am happy.
2: Right. Later. This time around.
0: All right. You got me now or no?
2: Uh, We do not. Can you hear me? I can hear you.
0: Okay. Um, Just can't see me.
2: Just can't see you.
0: Okay. How can I get on the? How do I set? Where do I go to my settings here?
2: Um, top right of your Zoom by your profile picture. You'll want to click it, and then there'll be a settings cog settings. uh,
0: Okay. Try what?
2: Okay. You know where it says uh, you know where it says uh start and stop your video? Well
0: on, on what screen?
2: Uh on on, on the screen on, on the screen where you see me, I think. Where it says start and okay, stop your that video. One, no. uh, there's a small uh, there's a small arrow there. Instead of clicking start or stop, click the arrow.
0: Um I see a share screen, a participants chat, share screen. Oh no, now I don't see anything. Okay, reactions, record. Okay, oh, start video? Yeah, it yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah, click Every the, time no, I do that.
2: Click the arrow. There's an arrow there. It's a small arrow. It's hard to yeah, see. Yeah, I see
0: it. To... It says easy camera, choose virtual background, choose video filter. Okay. Video setting.
2: So easy okay, camera. And easy camera is your camera?
0: I guess. Yeah, that's what it was on. Okay. Easy camera. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, we, I mean, we can All do right. it without video.
0: It's just, it's going to okay, be. Okay, well, <laughs> It would have been a lot better, huh? Uh,
2: It would be a lot better. And I don't know about you. I don't know the type of person you are, but it's going to itch at me all day (laughs) why Dr. Domitry couldn't figure out his video. Uh, I'd rather do 30 minutes of IT work, really.
0: See, it keeps blinking. Let me, I wonder. I wonder if I should uh, stop and start the computer and just try it again. Start yeah. from scratch. What yeah, do you think? why not?
2: Yeah, we'll be here. Right, let
0: me try that, man. Yeah, All right, I'll call you. I'll I'll get you guys back about maybe five. I don't know. No or, problem. Or Fifty-five minutes. I'll be right back. No problem. Bye. All right, man. Yes. Well, you're welcome. Are you there? I am. Can there. you hear me? I can hear you. Well, I I tried to restart, hey. uh, and obviously not working that is so fine i'm sense. sorry guys uh you know i i set up for this all day uh yeah i got done with the nasa meetings early just so i could come do this one you know we're gonna work on spacex later on after i get done so you know yeah.
2: hey i mean that's way right. more important um
0: i don't know if it's way more important but you know we <laughs> do have awesome. a we do have a mars mission we have to attend to
2: you do have to get to that uh we do appreciate you going uh above and beyond to get the video uh here for for tonight's show to put you over welcome to the show
0: Uh, well hey thank you very much you know and i was i really wish i did have video because i want you to see the expression on my face i just got done reading some uh very disconcerting news that lance storm thought i was being i guess uh disrespectful or talking down to some of the kids uh (laughs) i think it was yesterday or the day before i don't even know i sent out a tweet with Steve Austin and Bret Hart doing a real simple spot, and I said, "Oh, what? There's no ha- have a Corona's or two And I, I, get in this sarcastic, funny mood sometimes, yeah. and people take it way, way too seriously. And and he said that some veterans uh, are talking down to the kids today. Well, we need to communicate, and we need to connect with everybody. And and I agree a hundred percent with that. And and uh, my sarcasm doesn't always come across in tweets, and that's okay too. But but I, I read this deal, and then I sent an, another tweet out, and saying, "I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings, but my feelings were hurt too." So right before we came on the, the <laughs> Zoom mission here, and yeah. I couldn't get our damn camera to work, I was perplexed and wanted to make sure Lance understood that I wasn't trying to hurt anyone's feelings, and I certainly understand commuting with today's or commuting, communicating or commuting with today's kids and today's uh, professional wrestlers or slash uh, sports entertainers that we do have to communicate with them. And I'm not hitting them below the belt. I'm just saying that a lot of the things done today could still be done and it could be done very well if you put it in the right place and make it a little bit more logical and meaningful and more authentic. And uh, I just want to clear that up in case Lance happened to listen to this. I know Vanessa's from, uh, is it Ontario? Yes, sir. There you go. I think Vance is over in Calgary. Either way, I hope he hears that. I hope he hears that uh, I wasn't intending to demean anybody or talk down to anybody whatsoever. I was just making a point that uh, there, there's a huge gap in authenticity these days and a huge gap. And guys have felt this way uh, for generations. You know, one generation we'll will talk about the, the last generation that the, that came before them. And then the next generation is coming up. And I, so I totally understand. I don't want to be that bitter old veteran, but at the same time, I don't want to be that guy that just says, "Oh yeah, everything's great," when it's really, really uh, different. Yeah, and there's a difference between great and different, by the way.
2: Explain. What do you mean?
0: Well, there's different, and then there's great. Different isn't always better, and great isn't always better. Is I think it's what you perceive, and it's your perception, and it's your want, whatever you feel is is appetizing to you if you like it by god go for it i don't think anyone should be denied whatever vision of wrestling or whatever vision of uh uh, chinese checkers chess whatever it is you want to see whatever it is you want to watch i think you should be able capable and uh be allowed by all means to do whatever you want i mean there's your way There is my way, but the right way, the only way does not exist. Therefore, when I make a comment, and especially when it's on a public public, uh, board such as Twitter or Facebook, whatever it may be, I know it's open for interpretation, and I love when people (laughs) give me feedback because it just feeds the – Fees my appetite too, man. I sometimes go at it like a piranha and nobody <laughs> understands my sense of humor and nobody understands my sense of sarcasm, which is very, very cool because it just gets me more, uh, yeah more amped up. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, uh, I, I, I get that same way on, on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure it's a much, uh, you know, uh, magnified for yourself. But I, I mean, some of the people, uh, on, I mean, just the fact alone, let's take this Keith Lee situation. Uh, news comes out or rumors, I guess it's not official type of news that he's, uh, you know, getting sent down. Uh, and I do that in quotes, uh, to, to the performance center. And, uh, you know, the internet wrestling community, uh, goes up in arms. I rate, uh, <laughs> and, and I, for me personally, I look at it as any sports, like I'm a big baseball fan. So, Uh, They'll call up people all the time from AAA that are tearing it up in AAA. They'll get up there, and maybe they recognize a hole in their swing. Or maybe they recognize uh, they can't hit the curveball. Whatever the case may be, they send them back down, uh, fine-tune, do all that, uh, get them ready for the big show. And I I just think people don't, don't see that. They're just quick to, I guess, pass judgment.
0: Well, well, this is why I'm so heartbroken that my camera's not working right now because uh, the thing about it is whoever got that information Mm -hmm. had to get it second or third hand or maybe even fourth or fifth hand and because Vince certainly wasn't on the phone saying, hey, I want this guy to be sent down and here's what you want to print. Mm -hmm. So whoever heard what uh, and when and said what to who, um i'm i'm sure it's it's amplified magnified exemplified yep. rectified however you want to say it 10 times over before the truth is really there so knowing after after being in that environment knowing the way information gets passed down i think i think there's a lot of reasons for a lot of things happening up there today that nobody's really privy to except the people who were in the room at the time so I I've learned to really take it with a grain of salt, but uh, at the same time, I love getting people stirred up at times when they just can't take it. Because if you knock one thing <laughs> that goes on in any, and it wasn't even a knock; it was an observation yeah. about authenticity and just about how Austin and Brett are real personas with their. Uh, the volume turned up to 10 and and Keith Lee being sent back to a or to to the PC uh isn't a knock at all or isn't a, a, an indictment on his uh ability or per or, uh, um, what's uh what's the uh the word I'm looking for his uh uh the ability to have the ability what's right. that word potential thank you so much i was looking for the word with P, potential Potential. of course it, it's not a knock on his potential because the guy is talented he does have potential but there are certain things you're right you have to polish up so anyway i just want to get that out of the way again for all my canadian yeah. uh friends out there i hope lance hears that that i i i would never talk down to talent i scream and i yell at times because that is a performance art in itself as a coach and and you have to stop uh when your coach stops yelling at you right. start worrying be concerned when he stops yelling at you when he starts telling you everything is fine don't worry about a thing keep doing what you're doing then you should be worried then you should have, ask yourself oh wait wait a minute you want someone i think i would i would want someone telling me
3: yes
0: uh, how i could improve myself and some people do it in a calm nice way i do it in a different way so there anyway okay so hey <laughs> welcome to putting you over <laughs>
2: thank you um Awesome, I, I I and we could, I mean, the, the your accolades, things you've done in Smoky Mountain, things you've done in the WWF, uh, we we that could be an entire show in itself. I personally am intrigued on, uh, like you said, your coaching, your training, uh, and and with some of the research I I was doing to prepare for this, I was like, wow, I can't believe it. So you started in, uh, ninety six, I think, training. Correct. Uh, you had yes. Names like, uh, you know, Mark Henry, I think it was Mark Henry, The Rock, and uh,
3: Brackus, Brackus, yes, yes, yes,
2: uh, and that's where it all, all started for you. Um, don't want to delve too much there, but uh, wh- what was it like? How was the like training The Rock? Like, was did The Rock have holes in him that needed to be tightened up or closed?
0: Of course, yeah, yeah, but but once again, The Rock grew up in the business. The Rock was around it his whole life. And, and everybody needs teaching. Everybody needs training. Yep. Everybody needs uh, experience. And it could have been me. It could have been someone else. It just happened to be me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, think, I think the key, and again, my good friend Lance Storm said it best, is the key is to get people to listen to us and to relate to them so they do listen to us so they don't just uh, say to hell with this and, and tune out. So I, I think being relatable and understanding that, again, you have your way, I have my way, yeah. and, and the right way does not exist. It, it's not there. It's just what works for you. I remember the Rock's big thing when he first started was he would punch with an open hand. And every time he would come back, we would say, Rock, you've got to close your hand. And, and you know what he'd do? And, again, I wish I had a camera for this. Yeah. But he throw a punch with the open hand in the next match. But The Rock can get away with this. Yeah. Until your movies sell out, until you become the biggest star on the planet, do it the way your coaches or your trainers or your producers tell you to do it. And that's what I kind of found, not only with Rock and Ockham and, and Mark, but just through the years. Uh, it is demonstrating and showing the guys, the basics and fundamentals and the basics and fundamentals never go out of style. Do you want to hit home runs? Of course you do, but you still got to field the ball. You got to have to take batting practice. It's still blocking and tackling. It's still trying to make a touchdown. Do you want to do it on a professional level uh, where it's exciting and, and people get into it? Of course you do. But until you get your basics and fundamentals down, work on them and get them perfected and then do a dunk and then twist around and and come around and be spectacular and do all those things. But a lot of the people um, sometimes we see as we we go along, especially as trainers, want to come in and uh, do hurricananas the first day or do a frog splash the first day or the first week or when are we going to get to come off the top rope? Well, work on the groundwork first, kids, and we'll let you come off the top rope in about six weeks. So, yeah, but but I think uh, with Rock and Ockham and, and Mark, uh, that was my first actual class of teaching the guys. I'd, I'd helped out through the years. Uh, as as you go along, that's what wrestling is you you pass down uh, pass down what you got to anybody you ask. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but I think as the years have gone by, I've learned that you've got to take different different approaches to, to every individual.
2: Uh, that's one of the things uh, I, when I was researching, I got into your FCW days uh, and then all the way up to, to when you were released by the WWE. And um so my first question is, I guess, uh you know, obviously your, your fondest takeaway, your fondest memory of your FCW days, but more importantly, what did you take away from that experience that now you're using in, in this new school? And then, and then I want to talk about a little bit about individualization, but I guess fondest uh, takeaway from FCW because I I watched that FCW story on the network and uh, it was just it was really good stuff.
0: Well, I I think in FCW uh, once again I learned a long time ago this is a business about relationships yeah i was not the best guy at making relationships i'm just i can't explain it i i can't explain a lot of things that have happened in my life prior to this but now i've come to accept it and i always all i wanted was guys to at least put forth an effort and come with passion and 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 work hard and you can see the guys who did and you see the guys who wanted it and i i, I think i took away uh the, the the feeling that you can tell the people who who say it and the people who are going to do it uh some people just want to talk about it and other people will will do it there's a difference and i think again taken away from uh the dog days of summer in in tampa
3: yeah.
0: uh watching everybody sweat and watching the guys who really yeah. wanted to work and really wanted to do it um kind of gave me an insight and and feeling for uh, weeding out the BS, and that's not always easy. But FCW was a real cool experience because we had a lot of a lot of guys in there with passion, and uh, it was it it almost felt like a rudderless ship at times. But we knew where we were going as far as the coaches yeah. and the people in Tampa. But uh, I, I think I just took away that that it was a great experience. Uh, learning about the different types of people that that are going to come along and watching these people succeed now, which is really really cool.
2: Um, the part I I wanted to get to because you said individualization. Uh, I I think yeah you, know, you might have said it in another podcast or maybe in an article I read. Um, the, uh, down there, down at the FCW at the time, uh, Performance Center now, uh, the the training of the wrestlers became. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, became cookie cutter-ish, I guess. I guess, as my kids would say, a YouTube tutorial. Um, it, is that what a lot of? Is that what it's turned into? And well, go ahead. I
0: I, I think uh, I was asked on another podcast uh, about a curriculum, hmm. my book, and okay, I I tried to explain to the people in charge at the time. You don't learn professional wrestling by the book. Uh, It's not, you you can't say we're going to begin on day one. And in a year, we're going to be all the way over here. And we're going to do everything by the book every single day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to do A, B, C, D, E, F. There might be some days when we need to work on something on a Wednesday. And uh, let's just say sit outs, takedowns, switches, reversals. Uh, We're getting in a groove and we're 45 minutes in, and it's not clicking, something's not happening. All right, guys, let me get you on another channel here. Let me turn you over here. Let's try this. Let's see where we're going here. Let's move here. That was my theory. That was my way of doing things. Yeah, we'll come back to what we need to know. We'll come back to what we need to do, but we might not feel it this day. So let's move. Let's change. Let's, let's switch it around whereas today i believe it is we're going to do this today no variation no deviance from the plan i would deviate from the plan if we needed to deviate and we'd come back to it we would get it done it just would be done uh maybe 2 days later maybe a week later maybe we not everybody's going to be able to do the same thing the same way we're going to get it as close as possible and we're going to work on it but if i see you doing something like, Some guys have never taken a backdrop in their life. Some guys can't take a hip toss. What do we do instead? I'm going to substitute it, and we're going to make it work. And that's what I'm talking about. It was – we didn't have a set-in-stone curriculum. Uh, I would tell them what we did every day, and we'd have a plan every day. But if I needed to change it, I would change it, and that was my – that was my call. It was my prerogative. So it, I would adapt it to the class. I would adapt it to the day. I was adapting it to the, the energy in the room and, and the feeling we had going on. And I thought that worked pretty good. Uh worked for some of the guys that came through and it also helps you when you go on the road, when things don't always go right. Uh, and, and you have to adjust and you have to um, make it work and adapt. And I, I just thought that was a little more practical, but, again you have your way i have my way <laughs> so yeah. there you go uh
2: you you mentioned uh also in a pass in passing somewhere along the line uh wrestling's like improv uh everyone says it's art and and i get that and uh but the art is improv and uh i don't think we see a, a lot of that and, and thinking on the fly and that's what you were saying like like uh you know that's uh, we'll get to, it's improv it's coming up with things on like when you take the the wrestlers on the road or wh- whatever the case may be uh in the training I I just don't think uh we see enough improv in the ring if that makes any sense.
0: It well it makes sense but also the business has changed especially these mm-hmm. last 9 months where you're working just in front of a TV mm. camera so you have to know what the TV camera is you have to know where all your angles are. Uh but at the same time um, I, I, I do understand there's not the opportunity to go in the ring with someone who understands improv first, who understands how to slow down, how to speed up, when to do what, um, that's what house shows used to be for. And back in the territory days, you had a veteran you would go in the ring with and take, a, he would take the green guy and call the match for him and tell him when to speed up slow down take your time come up slow listen to the crowd that was a that was a a valuable commodity back then it that model does not exist today and you don't have the veterans who understand that model because it it, it's it's obsolete let's say at the same time there will there will come a time if you're on a t in a tv match or you're about to go out and you have a uh, seven minute max plan and you get to gorilla position, they say, we need to cut your master three. <laughs> well, you've got seven minutes worth of stuff. How do you, con- how do you condense that into three minutes? That's where the improv comes in. That's where the adaptability comes in. And that takes years to get down. And, um, that, that I'm, I'm still a big proponent of that because even though we, we don't know when we're going to go back to live events and live, uh, crowds, uh, there's still that element of chance that things are going to change where you have a nine minute match laid out. You got to cut it down to two and it's happened, man. Yeah. It's happened before. So how do you get all that stuff in, tell the same story you wanted to tell in nine minutes and do it in two minutes? Well, that's where knowing the basics, fundamentals, knowing how to adapt, knowing how to get to A, B, C, wherever you need to get to uh, and condense it down. And and that does take years of learning, years of experience. and And it's a shame that, that it's really not around to, to have happened today the the experienced guys don't exist
2: yeah i I was just say like like cutting down a match from from nine minutes to to three minutes like that is that something you can can teach in a school like a two like uh in football coach of football uh practice the two minute drill uh of course, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, i mean you you do you throw you throw curveballs when you're in a match at practice yeah. but but well, let me say this you can go through the practice matches and you can throw the curveball and say, okay, we've cut it down to two. You got to finish now. How do you get there? You got 30 minutes, 30 seconds to figure it out. Well, yeah, but, but when you're in a live uh, situation and you're nervous and you're in front of a crowd and the pressure's on, that's when you become the pro that's when you have to know how to get there and uh, can not just anybody can do that. And it does take years of experience to get that, that uh, instinct and that feeling and that knowledge to do it uh can you teach in a practice well you can demonstrate it in practice can you teach what it's like to be live in front of a a 15,000 uh, seat arena and well you don't know until you do it and some people work well under pressure and some people don't so that's what separates the the pros from the uh the ones who aren't um
2: it's it's a good time to transition to what you're doing now uh in the jpwa uh the phenomenal graphic i have up on the screen now uh since we don't have any huh. video so that's great it, it all works yeah, out fantastic yeah uh um what is for the for the people maybe in the chat tonight or when we push this out to youtube uh you know explain a little bit about the jpwa uh and why this time around because you've tried to school uh before uh why this time around was the right time to do it uh the philosophy your mission statements stuff like that
0: well, I I did try a school before and it it wasn't it certainly wasn't the right time and you had a bunch of guys who just wanted to come in and play. Yeah. And um after after training people for WWE for a while yep. and actually watching them go on and, and progress and and find uh success on the road and in in the company, it was hard to um uh transition and and get enthused about it myself. But this time around, uh, Glenn Jacobs and I were talking during the campaign. He was running for
3: uh
0: the the county mayor of Knoxville. Yeah. And he said, Why don't we run a, why don't we open up a school? And I said, ah, I don't think it'll work. And then I thought about it overnight and I said, Wait a minute. It's 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 Kane this time. <laughs> and you know, are you gonna put your name on it? Are you gonna endorse it yeah and i thought great we found a place to to do it and uh the first class we got we decided instead of 12 weeks we'll give them 16 weeks and we had 25 people i think show up for the open house and we had a lot of press and tv and newspaper and um internet we had a guy drive all the way across the country from california to tennessee and Ah, this is all he's wanted to do, and and uh, we started in January in 2019, and all that, we started, I think, advertising in October of 2018, and this guy uh, would, would message me every day on Facebook, and I had a, a, a family emergency that happened in December of 2018, and I was flying out to uh, Rio Dulce New Mexico, and Albuquerque, and, and this guy just kept bugging me, and man, finally, I just called him and, and said, look, Uh, you got a spot but let me ask you for real why do you want to do this and he said this is all I wanted to do man my my dad is a uh, landscaper he wants me to take over the family business and I just don't want to do it so I'm going to pack up my stuff I'm going to come to Knoxville Tennessee and this I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bust my ass and this is what I want to do the rest of my life it's great we've got a spot for you he sent a western union telegram $500 Five hundred dollars to uh, hold his spot. Well, I mean, again, I'm in New Mexico up until the time we do this open house, and I see this kid there. We have five people, six people. I'm sorry, six people signed up. This kid and one, uh, two girls or three girls, and uh, two guys. The kid uh, pulls something in his hamstring the the second week he's there. Third week he he leaves and goes back to California and never to be heard from again. <laughs> Uh, the other girl quit. Another girl uh, was a school teacher, came in. She had only watched Total Divas, didn't know a thing about professional wrestling, but she watched Total Divas, and she thought the bells were cool. Uh, we had a 16-year-old girl who had been wrestling. Well, she was 14 at this time. Uh, wait a minute. No, she started when she was 14. She was 16. She came to us because I wasn't going to let her train, but she had been wrestling for two years at her dad's promotion in Sevierville, Kenzie Page. Ah. and then we had another kid dylan mcqueen and another guy who came to me the first week uh, on a thursday night to sign up and he said uh so why do you want to do this just well i heard that the rocks trainer is gonna be teaching here <laughs> i said yeah have you met him yet he said no so we'll all introduce you when i see him okay
1: <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> that's what i had and then i had uh so i had dylan i had the other guy I had Kenzie and I had uh Haley. So four guy four people. And we went sixteen weeks from six o'clock to ten o'clock Ooh. every night, Monday through Friday. And I thought about it, you know, okay, we'll see how these people are. How passionate are they? How how much do they really want to do it? And in the first year, um, it was it was it was a lot of testing, a lot of proving themselves going on, but they got to be extras uh here in knoxville and in the Carolinas for raw smackdown and haley got to be on tv kenzie was too young to get the shot yet but she's been on aew uh dylan's working around the 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 local shows here the other kid i won't mention his name but he he got some tryouts uh around local tennessee promotions but he he just wants to be famous he doesn't want to have to put in the work he doesn't want to have to travel he doesn't want to have to do what you have to do if you want to make it and uh so uh th- this is this happened to be the right time again with glenn on board uh i think certainly his name <laughs> carries a lot of weight yeah. and just the fact that i have trained get people from wwe uh and done seminars pretty much all over the country in england germany and uh austria uh w it was the right time and uh so we were just starting our second year, obviously, when the the COVID hit. Yeah, we were out a couple of months, and we had our our last two sessions, and and just finished up uh, November twentieth. But but we're getting ready, raring to go again, January twenty twenty one, January fourth through March twenty sixth. Man, just so you know, and let me plug it right now, JPW jpwrestlingacademy.com is all the information you can find and i promise you i promise you i will do my best not to hurt anybody's feelings by talking about doing the basics and fundamentals first and getting those down before you try have a coronas or toupees
2: yeah i want to upset Wayne storm it's funny i wish i had the camera on (laughs) it's funny because literally right as right before you plugged uh your links there I was hitting the the little button here, the little command that put them all in the, the chat for us. It's great, but but when people listen to this, they'll be able to get them too. So uh, we definitely were on Perfect. the same page there. Um, uh, uh we, we we do got a couple questions. We had a couple questions in chat, and then I think somebody uh might uh w- we have the ability to take live questions, like like a call in uh with this other program we have. So uh, if I see that person pop in, then then I'll ask the question. But uh, one of the other questions uh, from the chat from a guy named Roadshow, I believe he's he's in the Carolinas. Uh, he he's wondering if there was anybody that uh, you've ever trained uh, that you thought would make it and didn't, and was there anybody that you didn't think would make it and did?
0: Oh man, <laughs> quite a few. Uh, oh man, there's there's been a couple that have surprised me and um I, I gotta tell you uh in the beginning and I, I don't know if I've ever told them this or not but in the beginning Dolph Ziggler when he came to a tryout at OVW mm. uh had talent but I just wasn't I wasn't sold and uh then I I had a I had a really in-depth talk with with another uh, influential person in WWE and I it and and we watched it again watched Dolph again and I thought yeah he's got the right attitude um he 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 looks the part and he surprised me he he surpassed any expectations and I I love him to death and he's a great person I love his brother Ryan too uh they're great people great guys and but uh I wasn't sure Heath Slater there's another guy and, and uh, Brent uh, Toretto, uh, yeah. Trent Barretta. Yeah. I keep doing yeah. that to him, <laughs> Trent Beretta <laughs> And uh, Beretta came to us as a baby face in FCW. And I saw him win a battle Royal one night and he just, it wasn't a baby face uh, reaction. It wasn't a baby face emotion. And I went to him and asked him if he ever thought about being a heel. And he thought about it and said, yeah, that'd be cool. And then we turned him heel and, and he was more natural that way. So, um, yeah, there there have been guys like Austin. You, I think everybody knew Austin yeah. had something, but nobody could tell you how big he was. And Rock obviously had something, but I don't think anybody, when you first saw him, could say, "Hey, that's going to be the biggest star on the planet in ten years." So, uh, but there's been a lot of people I've looked at and said, "Ah." I don't know. And they've surprised me, which I, I enjoy that more than anything. I really, really do because the people who tell me, uh, you know, I want this so bad. My dad's a landscaper. I don't want to be in that business, man. I don't want to do this. Next week, they they hurt themselves. And then instead of sticking around and really wanting to absorb it and be at the class and ask questions and follow through, you know, you just quit. And, uh, you know, it, it really is up to, to the individual. And I've seen a lot of people come, seen a lot of people go, and I've been surprised by, by a lot of people through the years. Like I can't name them all, but yeah. but Daniel Bryan's one guy who who has been said time and time again he'll never be a star in this business, right. but yet he has seventy thousand people going yes, yeah. yes,
3: yes, yes.
0: So you can never say never, and you never know who's going to make it, and, and that's the exciting part for me, and that's the the uh, uh, part that really gives me the most satisfaction is when somebody comes and has the determination and means it, and then they go out and make something of themselves. Because we real quick, we had a guy who taught himself how to sew just to make his own wrestling gear uh-huh. and wrestling robes and be different. We talk about authenticity yeah. and playing the part, looking like a star, not playing the part, but being the part. And this guy learned to sew just so he could. Didn't have the money to do it. Bought a sewing machine bought material made some stuff for other guys too to make his own gear so if you want it bad enough i truly believe you know those who want it there, there's three kinds of people those who try and when they don't make it they say at least i tried those who give it their best shot when they don't make it they say at least I gave my best shot then those who say whatever it takes you know no matter what what it got to do whatever it takes
2: yeah um a great answer uh phenomenal answer um uh another another question in the chat is this you mentioned the 16 week program uh is that like the the perfect time frame uh is there one no no
0: (laughs) no 12 weeks well we go here's what i do we do we do a 12 week program and then of course you're not we're we're not even scratching the surface and that's five nights a week uh we do monday and tuesday six to ten wednesday is a promo day now eight or six to eight and thursday and friday six to ten And, uh, our last class we finished up, uh, had 21 people in it. And that was a lot of people with one ring, but we, we got things done and kept it moving. But 12 weeks, you're going to get the basics. You're going to get the fundamentals. Okay. And then we try to get you booked around here in Tennessee. We have a really great promoter, uh, who has TV down in Jackson, Tennessee. He's been very kind to us by booking our guys and, and using some of the guys that we have trained and get them experience and and the the idea behind that is getting you out there being able to have people see you and you don't really want everybody to see you in your first year because nobody knows anything in your first year everybody rushes everybody makes mistakes but the only one we're going to learn is get out there and make those mistakes and and have somebody critique you when you come back so they the the people who come through our program in the last two years and who are working for the promoter in jackson uh we'll bring matches back we'll critique them we'll tell them what they did right tell them what they did wrong tell them what they need to work on next and how to manipulate to get your way uh to make that happen so it's an ongoing process we have a uh, an advanced class from three to six prior to the beginners class for 12 weeks as well then we take a week off and go in our 12-week uh, session so we, we have uh four 12-week programs in 2021 and uh, they're all listed on the website too yep. so
2: uh, and i think yeah. you I think I just saw you you tweet out uh recently uh still taking submissions for for
3: something or other
0: we we are we're taking applications App- uh for for all four classes actually but the the only applications we're really taking right now yeah. are for the january fourth through march twenty sixth winter session that 's twelve weeks um and of course april fifth through june twenty fifth and july fifth through september twenty fourth then our last one is going to be October 4th through December 10th. Uh so we have a winter, spring, summer and autumn session all next uh, all next year, man. So
3: Phenomenal.
0: uh yeah, we're still taking applications. We still take questions and it is it's it's going to be a busy time, I hope.
2: Awesome. Uh I we got one more question here uh in the chat. This one's going to be a live one. I, I hopefully it works. Uh I'm bringing Bob in. Bob, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Bob, go ahead. Go ahead, you can ask. Oh, he he jumped out. Look at that technology. I heard him. Man,
0: see there you go, Bob. Bob, pull back.
1: Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Good. Good. Um, my question, uh, is is well, it's kind of uh basically um since I know streamer, I figured I'd get on and ask a bit i i actually had saved money saved up right before covid hit was going to go to a wrestling school it's about half an hour away from my house here covid hit i was like i don't i don't want to get around a bunch of people i don't know i don't know what they're doing but i'm looking to go back now i'm 40 years old i'm a little long in the tooth to 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 put it mildly and not that big of a guy. So I figure probably a management or referee role would be better suited to me. I was just looking for maybe a little bit of advice on how to go about uh, uh, doing that and also maybe getting my way into into the back to start working the, the management of the shows as opposed to just being a uh, uh, talent around the ring.
0: Well, I will tell you this, as far as referees and managers go in our neck of the woods, and I think it goes pretty much for every independent uh, or, or, or the majority of independents, let me say that, around the country. A lot of the referees are friends of the promoters or friends of the wrestlers, friends of the guys who get in there, and that's how they get their gig. The reason we don't train referees at J.P.W.A., is is for that reason. all together managers the same way you have to get in with someone who wants you to be there Uh, at 40 years old it's tough if you haven't been around it or don't know anybody at this time because a lot of it is younger people coming into it with friends who either don't want to wrestle but they want to be around it and and help with the management part but they don't really understand what the management part is uh as far as i think a lot of them today include putting up posters banners um facebook publicity twitter and things like that but you have to find somebody who will give you a break and i don't know where your wrestling school is and that's cool and who, or who's training or, or what the situation is but I oh it's you uh, it's when they-
1: um it, it's face-to-face wrestling it's actually partially owned by He's Slater oh, yeah, in the, okay, yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, the head Heath guy. Yeah. Okay. Teddy Long
1: is one of the head trainers. Who's that? Uh
0: Teddy Long's one of the uh, yes. one of
1: the main trainers.
0: Well, I will say this about Teddy Long. He's been a friend of mine for a long time, and I, I I will believe what Teddy tells you. Uh Teddy's a straight shooting guy and he'll tell you the same thing at 40 years old. It's it's a little bit late to be trying to get in the ring in wrestling, but as far as a manager goes I don't think there's anybody better than Teddy long. So face to face, I I know him. he's been in, they've been in business about five years now, maybe a little longer, whatever it may be. Uh, but I would trust Teddy long. I would trust those guys there, uh, to shoot straight with you. If you ask him a straight question, uh, ask for a straight answer. And and you could tell him I said that too. So, um, Yeah, really, if if you want to get in there, uh, and and you can get along with Teddy and those guys, and there's no reason why you can't. If you can't get along with Teddy Long, and if you can't <laughs> learn from Teddy, then then you're the problem. I will promise you that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome.
2: Awesome. The technology worked well. Well done. Great question from Bob. A phenomenal answer. Uh, just gonna. Uh, I had a couple more things about your school, and then we'll wrap up here uh doctor um is there you mentioned uh about uh, some of the people that you train in in the people the local uh promotions giving them work and whatnot is there anybody that's come out of your school man or woman uh that maybe we should have uh look out for have our eye on
0: Ooh, there's a couple of people I, I think again i mentioned it before dylan yeah. mcqueen uh is a guy that you 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 should be looking out for her. uh kenzie page is only 18 years old she's already done aew work and and uh ring of honor i think as well um a, a tag team called the brothers of seduction Ooh, i like uh, that jake yeah yeah <laughs> jake jake tucker the mother lover and cam the prince and we also have a guy uh i'm really proud of justin savage just uh who, who's been been really really great here man. So. Uh, th- those those are the, the guys right now that are really making waves. I'm sure we're going to have some people um uh, come up and and uh, uh, Emily uh, Anzoulis is is one of our students who came to the third class uh, last year. I think it was yeah 2019 or, or first year in 2019, and she's already been signed by uh, WWE. has been in the PC for the last well since January. So be on the lookout for her as well. Uh, she won the Rocks first Titan games okay. uh, show, on, on the show. She won that first episode with, with the women's division. So, I mean, th- those are the ones right now you should be on the lookout for, and hopefully we'll have uh, plenty more.
2: Awesome. Uh, two more questions. Uh, they have to do uh, with training and the McMahons and Pat McAfee, all in one nice little package. Uh, Pat McAfee, uh, to me has done a phenomenal job with his promo work. Uh, he also reminds me of Shane McMahon when Shane first got in the ring doing stuff. Um, based on my research, you, you trained Shane for a, for some of those, uh, bigger matches, especially one with x Pot. I think at, uh, WrestleMania 15 or so, I don't know one with, with right. Xbox. um. I, I I don't really have a question. Uh, have Have you seen Shane or not Shane? Have you seen uh McAfee in the ring, and and stuff? Well, like, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I've seen a little bit of Pat, but I know uh, Pat was trained by Rip Rogers, yes. and he has a great passion for the business which speaks volumes and i think his promo work has been great i do agree with you 100 and you could tell he has passion shane mcmahon had passion too and of course all the mcmahon's have passion for what they do but yeah i think uh pat's been a a great asset uh because he is doing exactly what he should be doing he's he is that authentic persona. He's not playing a part. He, he lets you know he's a fan. He lets you know he loves the business and he, and while he may not be perfect, <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he's as, uh, as real as he needs to be right now.
2: Awesome. Uh, yeah. And I don't think, I don't think there is, I don't think there's any, uh, I don't think there's a template for perfect. As we said earlier, like there's, uh, there's no right way to do anything. There's right. Uh, you know, so, um anyways uh we're nearing the end of the show uh and uh what i like to do at the end of every show is give you the mic uh so i'm gonna pretend like i, I handed it to you uh and i can see you and uh you can put over anything you want uh you can oh oh shit uh, damn it i didn't get to my wife's question um so, I, so my wife's out of town she goes you have a show tonight right i said yeah yeah i have a show." Um, if I didn't have a guest, I'd cancel it. Cause my wife's out and the other two girls, uh, I luckily got to bed in time. She goes, Oh, who, who do you have on tonight? And I, I go, I have Dr. Tom Pritchard on tonight. She goes, Oh, uh, <laughs> why, why is, what's he a doc-? Like, cause she knows I do like wrestling related show, wrestling related interviews. She goes, Oh, is he, what's he a doctor of? Is he, does he do, do physical therapy? Does he do this and that? And I said, I don't really know. So, uh, is it too much to ask what you're a doctor of?
0: Well, um, how much time do we have on the show left?
2: Oh, we have, do I have,
0: a, do I have, do I have four minutes, five minutes? You can,
2: you know what you oh, you have, okay. you have not, you had nine minutes, but you know, we cut it down to three.
0: Well, here's the deal, man. Here, here's how that doctor thing came about. And this is again, just going back to how stone cold got his name, okay. right? Uh, you, you know, the story, how Austin got his stone cold gimmick. Yes. Uh, Ram- Oh, you don't. Okay. Very cool. We'll go to the doctor's deal then, but that's okay. No, no, no. Cause Austin, that's, that's how it works. Uh, I was in Alabama wrestling for a long time, man. Not a long time. I, I, actually, I was called. I brought. Let me start back real quick. Let me start from the beginning. I, mean, I wish I had the camera on, man, because this is a whole uh, entertainment center in itself. Yeah. So I was wrestling in uh, Memphis, and Pat Rose and I were the Heavenly Bodies, yeah. and we were working up with Sherry Martell as our manager. We're working against Stan Lane and Steve Kern. The Fantastics. Are you familiar with these guys at all? Yes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go with the story. <laughs> anyway, on our Tuesday night in Louisville, Kentucky, man, we're having a tag team match, and Stan comes over and nails me on the apron, and I go down to the floor, and my ankle cracks. And I could hear it crack inside my head. I could feel it crack, but I thought I'd just sprained my ankle. And I have to get in the ring, and I got to do the finish, and we do the finish, and after the match – I'm hobbling back to the locker room, and in Louisville, there's two flights of stairs you have to go down for the dressing room, and I hobble down the stairs and I, I keep my boot on for a little bit. I go shake hands, tell everybody thank you, and I have to go back up, take my bags, back up the two flights of stairs, get in the car. I'm with Billy Travis, Taurus Bulba and Wendell Cooley and uh or or it was taurus Bulba, Billy Travis it was, I was in the back seat by myself, kind of propped my leg up, and we stopped to get beer. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm sharing a room with Taurus Bulba, Billy Travis, and Wendell Cooley, and there's four wrestlers in one room. You can imagine how great the Mm. aroma was when you walked in. (laughs) So, and I asked the guys, hey, man, can I just stay on the couch tonight? And uh, so I slept on the couch because we alternated between bed and floor and pad and all that stuff. So the next day, uh, we get up to go to Louisville, and my ankle still kind of hurts, but I uh, uh, said my prayers and took my vitamins. and. Got to got to the town and had somebody tape up my ankle, laced it up. And I do this for the rest of the week until we wind up back in Louisville again next Tuesday. And my ankle, my whole foot has turned black uh, between then, now and then. And uh, I have somebody about to tape my foot up in one of the smaller dressing rooms in Louisville. And Bill Dundee walks in and says, hey, mate, you might want to get that checked. I mean, my foot was black, and I didn't think anything was wrong. And Sherry Martell came in and said, I'm going to come by the day's end tomorrow. I'm going to pick you up and take you to the hospital. Her roommate was a nurse. She was going to x-ray me, no charge. And uh, she came by the next morning, took me to the hospital, x-rayed me, and my ankles broke. Oh, mm. shit. So they put me to cast right there. And back in those days, there were no contracts. If you didn't work, you didn't get paid. Right. So Sherry said, we're going to go back to the hotel. We're going to get your stuff. You're going to come and live with <laughs> Tina and me. Well, uh we get my stuff and I go back to to Sherry's house. And Sherry's working every night and I'm home. So again, Tina's a nurse. She gives me scrubs to wear mm-hmm. and I've got my foot laid up and I'm they're taking care of me, man. They're cooking, they're they're feeding me, they're 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 helping me with my pain and all this stuff. So this goes on for about a week and a half and finally I said, "Look, I can't Stay with you guys. My dad and a friend of mine came to Nashville, so my friend could drive my car back, and uh, I go back to Houston. And about uh, six weeks in, Brad Armstrong calls me and says, "Hey, are you going to go back to Memphis when you're better?" And I said, "I wasn't planning it on it." He says, "Well, how would you like to come to Pensacola?" I go to Pensacola, work an angle with Tim Horner. Um, I turn heel on him in Louisiana like a year before. They play that on TV. I'm just Tom Pritchard, and I'm there for like six months. Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden are working a tag match against the rich cousins, Tommy and Johnny in Birmingham, Alabama. And they do an angle where they knock the hell out of Tommy, get juice and everything, and they're tying his feet to the bottom rope, and they come out to the ring with this guy. Uh, They call him their, their cut man, Dr. Love. They get on the promo on stage with Gordon Soly at the end of the match and say, Gordon, you see what we did to those boys up there? Well, we got our cut man right here, Dr. Love. Ain't nothing going to happen to our pretty faces. And they get a nice big three shot of these guys, and and everything's great. Going to draw a lot of money. The next yeah. week, the, the TV airs, and uh, on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, Robert gets a call from the FBI. Saying they've been looking for this Doctor Love fella for for a while now, and they want to know where he's at. And Robert said, "Well, he just uh, one of the boys comes now and then. We don't know he he's not a regular on our uh, our roster mm-hmm. or anything like that. And, uh, he was actually a fella who might have been hanging around once or twice, and uh, I don't know about his nefarious ways or anything like that. But but they had to cut the angle. And uh, I was riding with Jimmy and and Robert that next." wednesday you know right before the next tv and i happen to be wearing the scrubs oh. that i got from <laughs> tina from terry from sherry's you know when i broke my yeah. my ankle prior to coming to memphis or prior to, prior to coming to pensacola and robert's talking about the angle and he couldn't get over it and he's he's trying to think of something else and we get out to get a drink and uh he looks at the pants and he looks at me and says well, hey, by God, boy, you could be our doctor. And I'm, there you go. Dr. There. Tom was born. I said, yeah, you, we could We could always say that I was going to be a doctor and went to Baylor <laughs> University and I just spent a little too much time in the pharmacy. There and uh, that was a rib, but uh, he yeah. said that on TV and forevermore, I became Dr. Tom. Solid so, gold. Perfect. Solid gold or whatever it might be. Whatever so, it might be.
2: Anyway. Well, well, Dr. Tom uh i want to thank you for your time tonight i i really want to thank you for your effort in trying to get the camera to work uh we'll we'll get it
0: well let me yeah. if i might just just end on this note too yeah i'm really not trying to talk down to anybody yeah. anybody's talent anybody's uh, thing but you know it, it's i am so misperceived sometimes i am so misunderstood sometimes i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings i think Anybody who wants to throw super kicks, anybody who wants to do have a Corona's or two, you go right ahead and do it to your heart's content. My point is, why don't you sell them in between and you get a lot more mileage out of it? That's all I'm saying. So if I hurt anybody's feelings and if I was talking down to anybody, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. And I so, so wish I had a camera so you could see how I'm looking at you. Right
2: <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Okay. Uh, we'll definitely we got to get you back on. We'll get the camera thing situated. A lot of JPWA stuff going on. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Uh,
0: thank you very much for joining us tonight. Well, thanks for having me, man. Again, JPWrestlingAcademy.com. dot com. All the information's right there at your fingertips.
3: Excellent. Have yourself a wonderful night. Excellent. Cool. Phenomenal. Have we a great off? night. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: we're live, yeah. so.
3: Thanks for joining oh. us. Yeah.
0: Hey, well I, we're off now. Okay. <laughs> Thanks man. Have a good <laughs> Have a great Have a night.
2: Good. Yeah, we'll do you it again too. soon.
3: Have a good night.
0: See ya. Later.
3: Oh. Uh, oh man, that was so good. Oh, it was so good. How how great was that?
2: You know what you know what the best part about that interview was? Where's Vanessa? Vanessa